Hello and welcome back to the Mind of the Gap podcast. This is episode two. We took a one-week hiatus for Thanksgiving break. We are now back and better than ever. We have some great segments for you guys today. We're going to start with Best of the Internet. Then we're going to roll into an NFL Week 12 recap. And finally, we're going to finish with what I think is going to be one of our best segments. We're going to look over a recently published YouGov survey that asked humans which animals they think they could beat in a fight, and we're going to react to that, give our takes. So great episode for you guys coming up. Let's go. And welcome back, everyone. Today is Monday. I think it's the 29th. Yeah. And welcome back, everyone. Today is Monday. I forgot what f- month it was. Dude, it's November 29th. How hard I, is I'm working this? On it. Are you, I'm is working. your brain isn't I'm working work, today? I'm working on it. I'm sick. Do we have to, we have to reschedule the podcast because you can't function today? Give me a second. My lord. And welcome back, everyone. It is Monday, November 29th. And I am very, very sick. But because I'm a warrior and I care about our loyal audience, I will be fighting through the sickness to deliver this podcast to you all on time. So we're going to start with Best of the Internet. I think, Sammy, why don't you share one of your stories to begin? Hello, everybody. So I guess I'm starting off the Best of the Internet segment today. Uh, Last week, as you remember, uh, we had a very interesting Best of the Internet segment. Let's see if Chris can top himself this week from his debacle last week. Uh, so I'm going to start out with a very fascinating article from halfway around the world. So this one takes place in Egypt, and I found this article and I thought I should share it with our audience. So this one has to do with deadly scorpions, uh, and obviously a lot of people would probably be scared of scorpions, but I never thought that scorpions were an actual threat to humans because they're so small, and I feel like if you ever encountered one, you could just step on it or run away from it. So I never actually thought they were dangerous, but... In Aswan, Egypt, there were rainstorms, dust storms, and snow, which forced scorpions out of their homes. So their homes got uncovered, and they were forced to move somewhere else, and they decided to move into a heavy populated human area. Uh, and obviously, people you'd think people would be scared, but what I didn't expect was for there to be hundreds of attacks on people. So in a period of a few days, after the scorpions moved into the heavy populated area, a total of three people were killed, but 450 people were bitten and sent to the hospital. And when you are bitten by a scorpion, it requires that you go to the hospital and get anti-venom. So a total of 453 people were bit. Three of them died. Uh, and this whole story was uh, by the Egyptian fat-tailed scorpion. And the St. Louis Zoo says it is the most deadly species or one of the most deadly species of scorpion in the whole world. And I just found this story rather interesting because I never actually thought that scorpions could cause so much damage to humans because you've seen them. They're not that big. They're basically like big insects. But uh, this was quite terrifying because this makes scorpions even more scary in my mind. Chris, any thoughts on this story? You are muted. Yeah, I just I realized that. Uh, I'm back now. Um, I actually was, I think, aware of some scorpions being pretty poisonous. It's like how like most spiders are not poisonous, not bad for you, but obviously there are a couple like black widow spider that is could be potentially deadly. 
However, I did not realize that Scorpion had to cause such mass chaos on such a large scale. Uh, so that is definitely a sobering and scary story. Thank you, Sammy. I think this story is especially interesting since it probably relates to our last segment. Maybe we'll throw the scorpion into the animal fight conversation. We'll see if we think humans can beat scorpions. Perhaps. Okay. All right, you're up. So, yeah, my story is about the world of college football. For those of you who are not as informed about that topic, uh, Lincoln Riley was formerly the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, the football team and this is a team that traditionally is one of the best in the country they've consistently made the college football playoff they consistently win the big 12 they have some great quarterbacks recently uh baker mayfield kyler murray this year spencer rattler who didn't do so well and caleb williams who also didn't do so well but are both very highly touted prospects so all in all it's one of the best jobs in the country however this season the head coaching jobs at LSU and USC are both available, and those are also two of the best jobs in the country, LSU because of the football tradition, and USC because of the football tradition, but also because it's Southern California and everyone wants to live there. So there's been rampant speculation that Lincoln Riley would leave the Oklahoma job and go to LSU because he's one of the best young coaches in the country. And Oklahoma actually lost their rivalry game last week in Oklahoma State, and after the game, Lincoln Riley was asked straight up, are you going to LSU? And he shut that down. He said, absolutely not. Uh, to quote him, he actually said, I am not going to be the next head coach at LSU. So after that, everyone kind of thought, okay, it's over. LSU was the school ranked most highly in terms of where he'd want to go. So all the Oklahoma fans took a deep sigh of relief. They thought, our coach coming back next year. Just a few hours later, Lincoln Riley decided he wanted to go to USC. The next day it was announced. So, Sammy, shows you can't trust these college football coaches, because obviously he did not lie, but seems very duplicitous of him, right, to say, I'm not going to LSU. Takes the USC job just a few hours later. Do we know if he was actually offered the job at LSU? Did he actually choose? Yes. Uh, I don't know if there's been, like, he has not said officially it's been confirmed, but it reports all said yes, uh, offering him in excess of $12 million a year to be the head coach at LSU. I'm actually very surprised he chose USC over LSU. I, I understand that USC is a much better location. It's probably nicer to live there. But I think, I mean, I assume football is his priority. And I think if he was making football his priority, I'd think he'd go to LSU. So I'm actually surprised by that. Uh, I think this is probably a family decision as well. I assume his family would rather live in Southern California. But, I mean, USC is obviously... He... Is he married? Does he have kids? I don't know if he's married. I don't know about that. But I can actually understand why he would go to USC over LSU. They both had rough seasons this year, although LSU has had more recent success. But with USC, there are a few factors. Uh, First of all, it's in the Pac-12, right? So it's not that same kind of extreme competition for recruits as there is in LSU. We're going against Georgia, Bama, Florida, other schools kind of in that region. Whereas in... California, USC is kind of top dog. UCLA obviously also is there, but really USC is the one that most people have to look out for. So there's that from a recruiting standpoint. Um, Additionally, I think there are benefits to living in Southern California. I think a lot of young people just want to live there. So I get it from him. He's like 38 years old. And finally, USC has this storied tradition of football success, which has been 
largely kind of moved away from over the past several years. And so I, I do think that if he's the one who kind of brings success back to USC, he'd become a legend there in a way that it would not happen at LSU given they they just won that championship like two years ago with Joe Burrow and Coach O. So I do understand why he made that decision. Do we know how much he's being paid for the USC job? Well, given that he was being paid $8 million a year at Oklahoma and was offered $12 million at USC, you have to assume Probably it was somewhere around $12 million, right? That is a lot of money to be a college football coach. It is money. All right, thank you for that segment, Christopher. Uh, we will probably be doing a college football segment at some point in the next episodes because the season is getting interesting now. Uh, but that will be later on in another episode. All right, Christian, move on to my next Best Internet segment. Absolutely. Article I meant. All right, so this one, this article I titled The Fox Dog. Uh, it's quite fascinating, actually. So uh, this takes place in Lima, Peru. Uh, the capital of Peru. So there's a family who lives there, and they bought a purebred dog from a breeder in Peru for $13, which immediately you'd think is super cheap, but I feel like in Peru things tend to be a little cheaper, so maybe it's not ridiculous by their standards. Uh, but uh, as a puppy, this uh, dog they bought, it seemed very normal. It uh, played normally with the other dogs, and it was just running around the neighborhood. Uh, but slowly there were some concerning signs that started to develop. Uh, this dog uh, began to show a very big interest in killing ducks and chickens, which is a little concerning, but it's not necessarily uh, danger. I mean, it is dangerous, but I guess it's not necessarily out of the ordinary because there are a lot of dogs that are hunting dogs. But uh, over time, he just kept killing uh, ducks and chickens, and eventually he actually ate, uh, attacked, killed, and ate three large guinea pigs. Uh, so then that's when people realized, okay, something was wrong. And apparently it was an Andean fox, a purebred Andean fox, uh, no dog in it at all, just a fox from the wild. Uh, it was captured as a young puppy fox, I guess, I'm not even sure what to call it. And it was taken by humans and it was brought to a dog shelter. Uh, everyone thought it was a dog, but apparently it was a hunting fox. And recently he ran away from home and he's now being searched by the National Forest and Wildlife Service. But he ran away from home. He's now living in the wild. Uh, I'm not sure why they want to capture him and put him in custody. They should probably just let him live in the wild, but that's a whole different conversation. Uh, and apparently this is not a, a one-time incident. Apparently trafficking of animals is a major problem in South America, and hundreds of wild animals are used as pets throughout the, con throughout the continent. Uh, I just found this especially fascinating because, I mean, I don't know. You buy a dog, you live with it for a few years, and you find out it's a fox that's killing chickens, guinea pigs, other dogs, and ducks so i feel bad for the family their dog is their their little dog pet is now in the wild running around but that's the story i have and i'm surprised they're trying to capture him again i hope they just let him run around the wild but uh that's the story i have christopher any any thoughts on that one yeah i would say i'm also surprised that they want to capture this this fox dog again i do think i understand the sadness of the family but I think perhaps it is best if this fox dog just becomes a wild fox dog as opposed to a domesticated fox dog. So, I don't know. Yeah, Sammy. I'd like to clarify that when I say they want to capture it, they're going to capture it and they're going to put it in a uh, zoo or something. They're not going to capture it and give it back to the family. The family can no longer have it. But if they capture it, he would be put into a zoo. Uh, and it raises a question of this fox was raised by humans for, I assume, a couple years. 
do we think the fox is capable of surviving in the wild or is he too domesticated? I would say since it's been killing ducks and chickens, I'd say it could probably survive in the wild on itself. But it's a question, like how domesticated is it? Can it really survive in the wild? Uh, but we'll see what happens. If I uh, get any updates about its capture or anything that happens, I'll make sure to inform you all on the next podcast. But for now, he is running wild in the mountains of Peru. Okay, yeah, I guess I didn't realize the zoo part. So I would say I definitely now hope that he stays free to, to yes. roam the wild. I don't think they were going to give the fox dog back to the people after he was murdering makes sense. animals around the neighborhood. Okay. All right, you're up. Yep, my final article is from the Daily Mail. You know it, you love it. One of the best sources here on this segment. The headline is, Was new COVID variant named Omicron to avoid angering Beijing? Who, the World Health Organization, chose to skip two letters of the Greek alphabet to avoid Xi, which is a written similarity to Chinese President Xi Jinping. So this article yeah, is about the new COVID variant Omicron um, and how there's rampant speculation that uh, they skipped over the Greek letters nu and she in order to, you know, not anger Beijing by having the virus named after the leader of China. So I don't know if this is true or not. However, there is general speculation that the WHO is kind of very much controlled by China. Even from the start of the pandemic, people were thinking stuff about that. And so I do think that it is funny that perhaps they went out of their way to not make this guy angry. They say that they skipped new because they don't want people to think it was a new virus. So calling it the new variant could confuse people, even though it's spelled N-U, not N-E-W. And they say they skipped she because she is a common name and they don't want to kind of increase discrimination by naming the virus after a commonly used name, which I understand. But still, there's there are questions to be asked, right, Sammy? I'm I'm a little confused. So, but why would they name it the she variant in the first place? Because they go through the Greek alphabet, right? Like, started alpha, then beta, then there was like Del- the delta variant, right? Oh wait, that's how they name the COVID things with the letters of the. I didn't even realize that. I never even put that together. Yikes, Sammy! I actually never put that together. Yeah, that's how it works. That, that is how it works. Wait, so so what was it supposed to be? It was supposed to be she and then new? No, the next one was going to be new and you. And then the I one saw new. I saw was going to be she. I saw people calling it the new variant. Yeah. That, that's gone now? Well, new is in like, it is a new variant spelled. No, but I literally saw, I saw people referring to it as the NU variant. Yeah, I think that. No. Like, I don't think there's like a, there's no like copyrighted official name, right? Like no one's going to be like, you have to call it this thing. But usually the World Health Organization is the one who kind of sets the standard. And so it was supposed to be new. The next variant down was going to be new. Because that was just the next letter in the alphabet. But the World Health Organization skipped new and she. And now we're going right to Omicron. So you're telling me Omicron is the next alphabet after she. The next letter in the alphabet after she, yeah. I honestly, I, I feel like maybe a lot of people did know that. But I hope that a lot of people also didn't realize that it was named after this alphabet. I'm thinking you that think most a- people knew how it was named. Like, I obviously knew that, like, Delta and Beta were alphabet, alphabet symbols, but I didn't realize that it was actually in a structured order of them naming it. So that's actually, that's something I learned today. That's, it's interesting. Yeah, so they're not, obviously not every variant becomes, like, there are a lot of variants. There are a lot of small mutations. So not every variant becomes a dominant variant. So we've had, like, I haven't really heard anything about the Epsilon variant or the Zeta variant, because I guess those just didn't really do anything. 
but we're now on the Omicron variant. Next will be the Pi variant, then the Rho variant, Sigma, Tau, Upsilon, etc. So I don't know if they're gonna like skip Pi maybe because of the math implications or Sigma or like Omega. I don't really know what's going on with that. But long story short, we are now on Omicron. It's taken over. Not looking forward to it. That's my story. All right, status of the day. Chris is not looking forward to the new COVID variant. Thank you for telling us that. Wait, is it actually confirmed that they skipped G for that purpose, or is that just speculation? No, it is absolutely not confirmed. It is rampant speculation. Like I said, they said that they skipped new because they didn't want to confuse people about it being a new virus, and they skipped she because it is a common name. They don't want to like name a virus after a commonly used name because they don't want to increase discrimination, which like completely makes sense. But a lot of people on Twitter were like speculating. I thought it was funny. So. All right. Well, actually, at first I was kind of confused by this uh, article, but now I understand it better. And it's actually kind of interesting. So I'll give it to you. Yes, sir. All right. I think that wraps up best of the internet for today. I think we did a better job today, better news articles than last time. And hopefully we can continue on this upward trend next episode. All right. Let's move on to the next segment. What are we doing now? Football recap? We'll be doing football recap after this quick break. And we are back from the break. We are going to do a quick NFL Week 12 recap. Sammy, why don't you start off with the game that you want to talk about most? Uh, there was a lot of interesting games that happened this weekend. Uh, I guess I'll start off with the Patriots-Titans game. And I'm just going to talk about this very quickly. We don't have to go into depth about this one. But I'm pretty sure the, uh, the Patriots started off the season 2-4. and four, And they were looking like another mediocre team. But now Mac Jones is playing pretty fantastically, and it looks like the Patriots actually are going to be contenders because I'm pretty sure they are the top seed in the AFC East now, and they're one of the top seeds in all the AFC. And a lot of people are getting scared because this is very reminiscent of Tom Brady's rise and how they drafted a quarterback later on in the draft, and now he is becoming a superstar slowly. So, Chris, will this be another Patriots empire with Mac Jones, or are we getting ahead of ourselves here? Absolutely. As an admittedly biased Patriots fan myself, I am very confident the Patriots are going to win this year's Super Bowl. I never doubted Bill Belichick. I knew that he was to the I knew that he was the main factor behind the Patriots' success. Last year, COVID season doesn't really count. Cannon was the quarterback. He will get to him later. It was a rough day for him today. But the Patriots are back. They are better than ever. Mac Jones, the best best rookie quarterback in the draft, without doubt. Trevor Lawrence, I don't know who that is. Patriots, they got a huge game next week against the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. They play the Bills twice in four weeks in December. So I think that those two games are really going to determine who wins the AFC East and who has to settle for a wild card spot. But the Patriots' defense is great. The run game is great. Belichick, best coach ever. I'm so confident in this team, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. All right, well, that was definitely getting ahead of ourselves there, but we're going to allow it since he is a Patriots fan. Uh, Chris, I guess you can choose the next game. Yeah, I guess I just mentioned it, but uh, the Carolina Panthers versus the Miami Dolphins, that was a tough, tough game for Cam Newton. He went 5-for-21 with 92 yards and two interceptions, and they lost the game 33-10. to So the Dolphins actually are now on a four-game winning streak, I don't think I really saw that coming when that when they were down at one and seven, but two is playing pretty well. The run game is pretty good, and they're like kind of bouncing back from a really slow start to the season. 
well, if the Dolphins want a chance at the playoffs, they have to win every single game the rest of the year. So uh, they better be playing well. I mean, obviously the difference here is Tua came back. Jacoby Brissett was just not getting the job done. And now he's playing well. Um, in terms of Cam Newton, I'm going to give him a pass on this game. I feel like every new quarterback for a team deserves a little pass. So this is his pass game. Uh, you can forgive the 5 for 21 and 2 interceptions. But if this happens again, then we're going to be in deep trouble. Uh, the coach did say he's going to stay the starter for next week. So hopefully next week he can rebound and put up a good game. Because everyone was so excited to see him back in the Panthers, and this was just this was just not a good second game. I mean, he played well last week. Give him credit for that. But it's going to be an important week next week for Cam Newton if he bounces back. And if he lays another terrible game, I mean, you might consider starting P.J. Walker again. So uh, let's just move on, try to get through this quickly, because we know that some people don't find this that interesting. Uh, I'm going to quickly talk about the Sunday night football game, Baltimore-Cleveland. Uh, Baltimore won 16 to 10, and this is a very interesting stat. This game was the first time a starting quarterback threw four interceptions, and the team still won. So Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions, and when you throw four interceptions, you expect that you're going to lose by a lot. But somehow Baltimore still managed to beat Cleveland 16 to 10, and this just reflects horribly on the Cleveland Browns. I mean, if you that means your offense just is terrible. The defense did their job. They got four receptions. They held the Ravens to 16 points, which isn't that many. And the offense could get nothing going. Baker Mayfield was 18 for 37. I think he only threw one touchdown pass. They just could not get anything going on offense. And it's it's starting to look like the time of the year when Baker is getting criticized a lot. And you have to ask yourself, if this continues for the rest of the year, is the Baker Mayfield era going to be over in Cleveland? And I think if they don't make the playoffs this year the Baker Mayfield era might be over very shortly. That definitely is a possibility. I, I, also, I would point to the fact, first of all, that Baker Mayfield is hobbled right now. He has a torn labor in his left shoulder, I think. He has an ankle injury. He just You can see on the field he's clearly not moving as well as he normally is. So he's, he's playing hurt. But I would actually point to the running game as the biggest reason why they were not successful against the Ravens tonight. If you look at the stats, uh, Kareem Hunt rushed seven times for 20 yards. And Nick Chubb rushed eight times for 16 yards. So that's pretty pathetic performance from those two. Especially when you consider the fact that Kareem Hunt was out for the past four or five weeks with an ankle injury. And Nick Chubb's really been carrying the load. Rushing for over 100 yards per game, pretty much. Um, which is obviously very impressive. But you'd expect that when they have them both back, they'd be successful. And even looking at when Durnis Johnson was in, because Nick Chubb had COVID. This random running back, who had never played before was rushing for 100 yards. So clearly this, this offensive line has the infrastructure in place to be successful in the running game, but tonight it just wasn't working out. And so I think that is where you could point to as kind of the factor. Baker Mayfield was bad the whole year, but the running game has carried them, and tonight just didn't show up. Yep, I agree. Uh, I mean, not much else to say there. We'll see what happens to the Browns. Hopefully Baker can get healthy and make it a, maybe, maybe they can make a playoff run, but for now it's not looking too great. All right, Chris, next game, what you looking at? Yeah, I think there are two more that we could hit. I think perhaps first we go Buccaneers 38, Colts 31. Of course, this week I was playing Leonard Fournette in fantasy. He had 100 yards rushing and three touchdowns, as well as seven receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. So that was not fun to go up against, although I still won because I am just a next-level fantasy football manager. Um, but Sammy, I don't, let's hear your thoughts about this one. The Colts led pretty late in the game, but you know Tom Brady, the GOAT, had a, a comeback coming on, and uh, they ended up winning the game. 
Uh, there's obviously no shame in the Colts here. They played really well. The Bucks are obviously one of the top teams in the NFL. I think the Colts actually played really well. I think Carson Wentz is finally coming into his own. I was watching the game. I think he looked really good. And, I mean, no one is expecting them to beat the Buccaneers, really. But, uh, obviously, the one thing that was different this week was Jonathan Taylor was kind of squashed. I mean, he had 25 yards going into the final drive. To be fair, he got like 60 yards and a touchdown on the final drive. But throughout most of the game, he wasn't able to get anything going. So they relied on Carson Wentz. But with that said, he he had a pretty good game. I mean, they look like they're definitely playoff contenders. What are they now? Six and five, six and six. They're now six and six, and they're second place behind Tennessee in the AFC South. But only two games back, and Tennessee's looked pretty bad the past couple weeks. So who knows that situation could change in a few weeks. I think the Colts win that division. The, the Titans have nothing going right now. So I think the Colts are going to end up winning that division. And I think if Carson Wentz continues to play well, I mean, it's going to be a dangerous team. I mean, people are forgetting a few years ago he was an MVP candidate, correct? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think if he gets back to that form, the Titans definitely have a chance to make a run deep into the playoffs. Absolutely. And I think finally we can move to Packers-Rams. Uh, America's Game of the Week, according to CBS or whatever. Though this is the one that I think had the most playoff implications. Two of the best teams in the NFC. Uh, the Packers were eight and three going in. The Rams were seven and three, and the Packers end up winning this one, 36-28. The score makes this look like a pretty close game, but actually the Rams end up kicking a field goal with uh, 18 seconds left to make it, you know, look more respectable. Um, so. I don't know. I, I think that the Packers have kind of doubted all year. People kind of keep, you know, betting against them. I think they're 10-1 and one against the spread, actually. And if we had a show on Friday, I would have given out the Packers minus one as one of my locks for the week. So you can blame Sammy for not making money this week. But, I don't know. The Packers is a really good team. The Rams kind of reeling a little bit. Uh, Sammy, any thoughts? Uh, I mean, the most... Shocking status that the Rams are 0-3 since acquiring Von Miller and Odell Beckham. Everyone thought those two trades would make the team even better. Uh, but no, apparently they have lost three straight games since then. I mean, this just goes to show, I think it's less about star players and more about the team as a whole. I don't think that bringing Von Miller and Odell Beckham in was going to make any changes. I mean, what, they brought Odell in, they lost Robert Woods. Uh, I'm going to make the argument that that actually hurt the team. You'd rather have Robert Woods and Odell on your team. Uh, just because Robert Woods knows everybody, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I think they're going to turn it around. I do still think they're contenders for the Super Bowl, but they do have to get back in form. With that said, playing at Lambeau, it was cold. It's always difficult. So we'll give them some slack. But if they're playing like this the rest of the year, they're not going to be contenders. But I do think at their best, they can definitely threaten the Super Bowl. So we'll see how that ends up going. And I think on that note, we should probably end this segment because we don't want to drag on the football talk too long would you agree chris absolutely so after this quick break we will come back with perhaps one of our best segments ever we'll see how that goes the animal fighting service we'll see you right after this all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the final segment of the podcast and we have some unfortunate news chris i think we should tell them what just happened there uh so we uh started recording this segment about 30 minutes ago we were about 10, 15 minutes in, and we came to the realization that Chris did not, in fact, press the record button. So we were just speaking to nobody, and nobody was recording. So that was a vital mistake by Chris there, but now we're going to go back, and we're going to rerun the segment. And let's hope we can make it funny this time, because we thought it was going pretty well before, and now it is all nowhere to be found. So Chris, 
Let's do this again. Yeah, before we start, let's say in my defense that while I certainly forgot to press record, I think that Sammy also deserves partial blame here because it was his computer that was dying. So after the last segment, we had to stop so we could charge. And when he came back, I forgot to press record again. So yeah, my bad. But if Sammy came in with the charged computer, this would not have happened. I don't think the two things are very related to each other. I think Chris can take the fall on this one. Well, you know what? It's all right. I'll take I'll take the fall on the I'll take the fall on the canceled Friday episode, and you can take the fall on so this one. And I think we're back to even. Okay. Beautiful. All right. So, Sammy, let me introduce this segment. This is the animal fighting survey segment. We are now recording this for the second time in about thirty minutes. So let's hope we can make it all the way through this time. So the way this is going to work is Chris is going to look at a survey, and in this survey, a bunch of people were polled, and they were asked, do you think you can beat this animal in a fight? Now, this fight assumes hand-to-hand combat, no weapons can be used, no knives, no guns, no anything. And the people were asked, it starts off with very unthreatening animals and finishes off with very threatening animals. So, uh, Chris, want to get started on the survey, and then we're going to give our reactions, we're going to give our opinion, and we're going to say if we personally think we could beat that animal. Yeah, so the first animal up is a rat. A rat. And we like to specify that when thinking about this segment, we decided that for all these animals, we are going to create a special kind of animal-human octagon, right? And this means that the rat cannot just run away from the person. The rat actually has to engage in the fight. And only one person, either the, the rat or the human, can actually leave this octagon alive, right? So it's about who dies first in the octagon, the rat, not allowed to just run away, because obviously then you couldn't catch the rat. But you're fighting this rat, the rat is engaging in the fight. Sammy, would you kill this rat? Now, we already had this debate about 30 minutes ago, and I came to the conclusion that obviously you'd think most people can kill a rat. I don't think anybody would lose to a rat, but I do see, I do see certain scenarios where certain people who are maybe less fit, less, they don't really have quick reflexes, I see a scenario in which they would actually never be able to kill the rat because the rat would be too quick and they wouldn't be quick enough to either kick the rat, step on the rat, grab the rat, or do, or give some sort of lethal force towards the rat with their body. Uh, obviously, I don't think in any case scenario would the rat beat the person, but I do see certain cases where the person actually would not be able to beat the rat in a set period of time. Now, you have to ask yourself, would this fight go on forever until somebody dies, or could it only last a certain amount of time? If it only lasts a certain amount of time, then I do believe that the rat would get out alive in certain scenarios. But if it lasts forever until somebody dies, then yes, I think the human wins close to 100% of the time. Correct, Chris? I completely agree with that. If you had to guess, just pretend you don't actually know the answer to this. If you had to guess, what percent of people do you think could would say that they could beat this rat? I think 72% of people say they can beat the rat. Oh my God, Sammy, how, how did you possibly get that correct? What a great time? guess there. All right. So actually 28% of people said that they would lose to a rat, which if you do the math across the world, that would be billions of people. So I don't think billions of people would... Wait, was that the worst math? That, no, that was, that, was, that was math. Yeah. That worked. That worked. So billions of people think they'd lose to a rat. Apparently, I don't see it happening. Like two billion. Yeah, somewhere out there. The only possible way that a rat could beat a human was if the battle goes on forever and the rat has some sort of deadly disease and he bites the human and the human, like the black plague, like the human dies over the period of the week. And throughout that period of the week, the human can never catch the rat, which is a very, very unlikely scenario. I see that happening maybe one 
in a hundred million, one in a billion times. So I think a few people would lose, but I think overall, close to 100% of people would beat the rat. I completely agree. Thank you. Okay, the next animal is a house cat. A house cat, Sammy. Now, when we first recorded this, Chris and I actually came to the conclusion that a house cat is easier to beat than a rat if the battle lasts for like, if there's a set time the battle lasts, right? Let's say they say you have two hours to fight, right? The rat you might not catch, but the cat is a much bigger target. And like the rat, I don't think the cat can really administer any lethal force to a human. Yes, it can claw you and maybe a million like claws to your like head, you die. But I just don't see that happening. And I actually think most people would have a harder time with the rat than the cat. I completely agree. I think that similarly to the rat, I don't think the cat can kill you quick enough to the point where you could not eventually catch the cat and just smash it on the ground so i really I, i'm very confident that i could kill both a rat and a cat before i would be killed by those animals yes i think the cat would probably cause you some damage if it leaped in your face and clawed you but i just don't see it killing you and i think you just have to grab it do what you have to do and get the job done i completely agree okay the next animal is a goose a goose all right chris i think chris is very much underestimating the abilities of a goose goose are pretty vicious animals now, we had this whole argument, can the goose fly? And we came to the conclusion that a goose cannot hover above a person because it's not really like built, it's not like a hummingbird. So I think a goose's best shot, and this is gonna come back with the next animal too, is if it just like flies up into the air like and just like comes like spiraling down and just like knocks you on the head and knocks you out with its beak. That's the only way a goose wins. And I actually think that that happens more often than you think. Is the goose smart enough to do that? Probably not. But if the goose was smart enough to do that, I think like one, in a million times, the goose would win. Okay, well, in the real results, four in ten people said they could not kill the goose. So four in ten right? said they could not. That's, that's, that's ridiculous, right? It ridiculous. It's close to ridiculous. But I do think goose are pretty vi- – geese, wow. Yikes. I do think geese are pretty vicious animals, and they put off a good fight. But once again, at the end, I don't see a geese having enough weapons to kill you. So I see a human being hurt by a, a goose, but I, I don't see them winning – fight in any way i mean i don't do you think chris do you think on a per year basis anybody's killed by goose ever in this country or across the world i mean surely surely that is the case right you don't look that up sammy I, i'm very confident that some people are killed by geese uh what i will say is that those people probably didn't see it coming and also i said to sammy earlier as well like in the wild in real life if i was attacked by a goose i would just run away right i would i would get out of there but in this scenario, we are assuming that either you die or the goose dies. And so it's a matter of life or death. I'm pretty confident that most people would just, you know, suck it up and kill the goose. Now, let's just say I looked it up and there are many, many cases of geese attacks, but there has never been a documented case of a human dying from a goose attack. Come on. Never? Never. There's so, never been a document. And four in ten, four in ten people say they could not kill this goose. And there's never so in history is, been a documented case of someone dying of a goose attack. I mean, I, I think you'd step out of the rink a little injured, but I think you'd win the fight. All right, next one. All right, so this is the animal that we were in the middle of when we realized we were not recording. This is an eagle, an eagle, Sammy. Now, this is the f- I think this is the first one that Chris and I really disagreed on because Chris seems to think that you could very easily beat 
an eagle, and I I really really disagree because you look at the anatomy of an eagle. It has these razor sharp claws that could dig into your skin. It has this razor sharp beak that could like peck the hell out of you, and it can fly at 99 miles an hour. So if that geese goes up in the air and comes down at like 90 miles an hour, that, and like that, that, that geese, that geese. I said, wow, did I say that geese? Yikes. We are struggling today. I meant that eagle. So if that eagle comes out at 90 miles an hour on your head with its claws or its beak, I think you are in big trouble. I do think most humans would beat the the eagle, but I think this is the first animal where I see a large portion of people actually not being able to beat the eagle. Okay. So I don't dispute the fact that it has claws, it has you know talons, it's got a, a beak, it's pretty sharp. I'm sure that it can fly very fast. In my mind, however, what we are thinking about here is not like would you get hurt any of that it's would this eagle kill you i don't see a scenario in which this eagle can kill you fast enough that you could not grab it and smash it on the ground now i'm going to give you a few scenarios in which i think the eagle would win one i think the eagle is very capable of I'm not just going to say it's going to kill you, but it could definitely cause enough harm to you where you are immobile and you're not capable of actually beating the How? eagle. How? How? Is it going to like tear your hamstring or something? It's an eagle. No, What's it, it going to do? I think if it hits you right in the head and blinds you and it like claws your eyes out, I very much see the scenario where you actually go blind and the eagle like claws your eyes out. And once you're blind, the eagle wins because it's just going to keep attacking you from everywhere. And you're so done. protect your face. I don't, I don't know what you expect here. We're going to refer back to the story of uh, Prometheus, which we did bring up in the prior uh, segment. Pr- and Prometheus. I did... Prometheus. Prometheus. Apparently, it's not a Bible story. Apparently, it is a Greek mythological story. Yes. And Prometheus was, what was he, like, tied to a rock, and, and the bird, like, pecked out his liver every single day. So I do think that the beak of an eagle is capable of pecking out human organs or pecking deep enough into them to cause, like, blood to flow out, and you can die from loss of blood. Okay, so the fact that you are citing a greek myth as to why eagles would be able to kill a human in a 1v1 fight to the death is purely ridiculous also if you are going to cite that story like you said prometheus was tied down if you're tied down yeah sure you can't kill the eagle but in this scenario the eagle is pecking at you it's clawing your arms fine grab it smash on the ground game over Okay, I'm not. I'm gonna say the eagle is probably not gonna like kill you in like a an instant, but I think it could like cause you enough harm where you just bleed out and you just die. And like, what if the eagle like gets a big gash in you and you just bleed out, and the eagle just like starts flying above your head and you can't touch it and you're just there bleeding out while the eagle's flying above your head? Now that actually perhaps is something that could really happen. I still think yes. though that it's not going to cause a grievous injury that you couldn't just grab it and smash it. I don't think you're taking into account how much of an advantage the flying is. Because if the eagle administers a big blow and it just flies around, you can't touch it. You're just gonna sit there bleeding out and dying. Like there's no medics here. But I don't think that it. I don't think. I think that you are overestimating how like deep intelligent the talons can gouge you and how oh. intelligent the bird is. One second. How long are eagle claws? One second. This is a very important question. I just I don't think it matters because it's not like they're they two also... inches long. That's they're two inches long. But they don't That's stick them ass... in you. They don't stick them in you. They would like scratch you. They don't just plunge okay. them in. I think we've beat this animal to death here in this conversation, but we do disagree on this. But I think my final conclusion would be: I think 95 percent of people would beat the eagle. But when 5% of people would lose the eagle, that's still millions of people I think would end up losing to the eagle. Obviously, the survey is what in the 50s. The survey, 30, 30%.
30% think they could beat the Eagle? No, think they, yeah, yes, yes, think they could beat the Eagle. So 70% think they would lose to the Eagle. They would die. So most people, see, I, most people agree with me saying they'd lose to the Eagle. Most people are stupid. I don't know what you want to, like, what do you want to I don't know how you could, I don't know how you could, like, beat an You'd have to grab it perfectly. Like, if it just, like, keeps just flying above you. Just it. Okay, we're done with this segment. Move on to the next animal, please. Okay, the next animal is a chimpanzee. A chimpanzee, Sammy. I think the chimpanzee is so much easier to beat than the eagle. I, I I agree with that. I think they're both very easy to beat. I think chimpanzees easier. Chimpanzees are smart animals. I think some weak people would lose to the chimpanzee, but I don't know what a chimpanzee... What's a chimpanzee's biggest weapon? Its teeth? Yeah, I'm about to say the average adult chimpanzee is uh, 4 foot 11. And the what? wild adult males weigh between eighty-eight and one hundred and fifty pounds. So they're, oh, they're like, actually they're big. They're big. Yeah, they're 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 sizable. Um, the biggest ones can weigh a decent amount, but I still think that in a, in a fight, the human intelligence would just trump the chimpanzees' kind of natural fighting instincts. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're talking about a gorilla or an orangutan, it's a different story. But now that we're at chimpanzee, it, it is a slightly smaller animal. Uh, it'd be good though. I think actually, I don't know. I feel like in a boxing fight, a chimpanzee could actually outbox a lot of humans. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, if, like, if, what if the chimpanzee starts punching the person in the face? I'll punch him back. I'll okay. grab him and smash him on the ground. I think you're underestimating how like instinctually vicious wild animals are. But I'm instinctually vicious too. You ever seen me in a fight, dude? I've never seen you in a fight. And you're not instinctively vicious. Okay, I you're am. scared of your own dog. Excuse me, you're scared of my dog. Because your dog attacks strangers. That's ridiculous. Don't slander my dog on this podcast. I walk into Chris's house and he starts talking about how his dog is like a wild animal and like you can't walk up to him because he's going to attack you. And it just, I just like walk up and it just starts barking in my face and I pet it and it starts like licking me. And I'm like, Chris, what are you talking about? It's, yeah, it's so a it dog. worked out for you. Yeah, I'm so just it's, saying. It's really a very good dog. He's a very good boy. Okay, the chimpanzee is an interesting one because, I don't know, I think, what, 40% of people think they could beat it? Uh, absolutely not. The answer is uh, 17, 17%. I don't understand that. I really Especially don't understand. Because, what... like, what weapons do they have that are different from humans? I mean, they, they have like, fangs, are, I think. Are they are they polling, like, eight-year-old kids here? I don't understand. Uh, I, I know that I'm being a chimpanzee. I think probably 90% of people would beat the chimpanzee. I, I completely but, agree. I think that I kill the chimpanzee easily. I think you kill the chimpanzee easily. I, I don't know. Like, I don't really I, mean, I don't know. If, it really, if it's, like, in psycho mode and it starts, like, ravaging you and, like, eating your flesh like maybe just you struggle with it pop one just pop him once in the face i agree i think one pop in the face will really disorientate it and he'll, he'll be in trouble disorientate just dis, dis, how does what, what disorient disorient i don't know i, I feel like i never mind this man's right. going to go, boys okay that is not going to uh, put in the podcast because i thought <laughs> that information i thought that information was private last i checked i'll beep it out so you can beep it out perfect and this yeah. man is going to all right another beep that can be beeped right out too all right, next animal. Next animal is a king cobra. King cobra. Well, the obvious question here, king cobras are the venomous kind, right? I'm looking it up right now because I'm not positive. I think they are. Are king cobras poisonous? Okay. Okay, we're doing some quick research here, guys, before they we are. get to the final. They're called king cobras because they can kill and eat cobras. Now, the and important question is, the, the biggest venom. question here is how long after you get bit by a king cobra do you die oh wow it's like to it, kill an elephant yes okay I, I think this is the first animal where it's actually a human to lose most 30 of the minutes time. 30 minute death 
Okay, this is the first animal where I'd say the human actually loses most of the time. Because uh, you can't really... If a snake really comes at you full speed, and, like, they're really fast. If they come at you full speed and they bite you quickly and put venom in you, and then they, like, run away and, like, they start slithering around, you can't catch them. I agree. Again, I think that assumes a level of intelligence that isn't actually there. So I would say that... I, honestly, what do you mean? If you're thinking about, like, how do I... If the rules of the fight are just who dies first, if I go in there and I'm like, okay, how do I kill this thing before it kills me? What you have to do, you have to let it bite you, and then you grab it and smash it on the ground. And then you die half an hour later, but maybe you can get medical attention, like, after you win the fight. The only negative thing that King Cobra has going for it is that it can't kill you instantaneously. It yeah. takes about 30 minutes to an hour. So once the King Cobra gets you, it would have to avoid you. And the question you ask yourself is, how good is the King Cobra at avoiding a human? And I think they'd be pretty good, because I think also, it's hard to kill a King Cobra. I do how would you kill a snake? I think snakes latch on to you when they bite you. I don't think they just let go immediately. So I think, you just, I think honestly, you, just, you let it bite you, it's latched on, you grab it. Rip it in half and then go get. You can't just rip a snake in half. I don't think you understand. Like, if you're trying to rip the snake in half, it's gonna continue to bite you and it really, really gonna hurt. And you're gonna let go eventually. Like, how? I think the only possible way to kill a snake is by stepping on its head or something. So I, I think if you, you, you take it out, if you hold it right below the head, it can't bite you anymore, right? And then you just like stomp on it a few times. I'm gonna take a hot take here and say the king cobra. I know there's a lot of animals left, but I feel like the king cobra is one of the animals where humans would lose most of the time. I. Uh, yeah, if you mean loses and, like, they die later, fine. But I think in the, in the rules of this fight, if it's who dies first, I still I think, think you'd be the King Cobra. I think we'd lose the Cobra. I think you're underestimating how... I think, I, I think, I think you're underestimating how fast and how aggressive that thing will be and how it will maul you. I firmly disagree. Like, if the Cobra knows to attack you and, like, they're not scared and, like, they're going for you, you're. I think we're done. Yeah, like I said, it's going to bite you. You let it bite you, you grab it, you kill it. Simple as you that. You just let it bite you, you just die 30 minutes later. Ha, I beat the King Cobra, but I die 30 minutes later. Like, that's that not a really good trade-off, is it? I mean, am I ever going to be in an octagon with the King Cobra? No. But the rules... You never know, key. buddy. You never know. <laughs> Valid point. All right, next animal. Maybe the final podcast we do should be a, like a, a Netflix show where we actually get in the ring with these animals. And, and see, see who would win the fights. Yeah. All right, next animal. Next animal is a wolf. A wolf, Sammy. I think a, a King Cobra is harder to beat than a wolf. Because I mean, at least the wolf are dogs. So. At least the yeah, like I feel like the wolf is a big target. I feel like you can kick the wolf in the head pretty easily. Just like I, give it a belly rub. I think once again we're I think we're in the spot where now humans start to lose much more often. But I still think I think I could actually beat a wolf with Same. just kicking kicking it. No, I think I could kick it. I do think so. And it's a big dog. Just like give it, bring some treats. I think this. You like sit. It'll sit. Then you kill it. That's perfectly done. No, I think the wolf most people would lose to, but I actually think it's a much bigger target, and it's, I'm not going to say it's slower than a snake, but it's much less, like, quick than a snake. Like, it's easier to, to get, right? For sure. Like, you've seen, like, the Call of Duty, like, where you have to, like, wrangle its neck, right? Like, when the dog comes at you, and you have to, like, wrangle its neck. I've not seen that, but... Okay, but, I'm like, sure I'm just saying, like, that's another way to kill a wolf by, like, snapping its neck in half. Yeah. Which is hard to do, but I'm We're just saying strong. this is... Okay, whatever. All right, I still think the King Cobra is the hardest one so far. All right, next animal, crocodile. Crocodile. Yeah, By the way, only 12% of people said they could beat the wolf, only 15 for the king cobra. So both low. I think I could beat every animal thus far that we've said in the list. But next one's a crocodile. I'm going to be honest. I think this is close to 100% chance you die. I firmly disagree. You go first. No, I no. This is, this is one of those things where I don't think a human – what can a human do to a crocodile that would kill it? Just, like, punch it in the back of the head. That's not gonna do it. You know how like to armor and strength. Like, they're, it's not gonna happen. I think 
You try to strangle a crocodile, it's eating your head immediately. I think that what you are forgetting here, that the crocodile is not in the water. We are on, we are in an octagon, on land. That doesn't change the fact the crocodile can still run 30 miles an hour. In an octagon? Like, I think, like, top speed does not matter in an octagon, because it's, it's just such, it's such short distances. Like, the only possible way you beat a crocodile is, like, if you manage to get, like, on top of it, and, like, you get away from its, from its, like, teeth, exactly. so, like, it, it can't, can't bite it you. it can't, like, swing its head around, right? No, so but what would I would not, do, like, you, come in on, this situation, Chris. what I would do, get on its back, just punch it over and over and over again until it dies. And, and what's it going to do to me? Nothing. I think let's all imagine Chris on top of a crocodile trying to wrestle it. There's no way you're staying on top of it. Like it's just gonna like flip you off. You're not that. Oh, hold on. There's very few arms under the belly and just hold on. Okay, there's very few people that could beat a crocodile, and I don't see it happening. I know we would lose to it. I I firmly disagree. Well, you're wrong. What's the number? Like I bet you like three percent of people said they could beat a crocodile. Nine percent. Nine. That's ridiculous. That this one's actually ridiculously high. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that one. All right, next. The next animal is a gorilla. A gorilla, Sammy. A gorilla is... Oh, God. Like, I'm going to... A gorilla is definitely, like, easier to beat than a crocodile, but I'm going to say, like, once again, like, you'd have to have a really strong punch or a really strong chokehold in order to be able to beat a gorilla, which I think most humans do not have. Average gorilla is uh, four to six feet tall. And weigh between 150 and 400 pounds. There's no way, right? Mountain gorillas can weigh between 300 and 485 pounds. I just don't see it happening ever, right? I'll be honest. I think this is the first animal that I would lose to in a fight. Because You think you're more likely to beat the crocodile than the gorilla? Because, as you said... That's a ridiculous statement. I just... I don't see what I could do to kill this gorilla... No, but you're more likely to kill a gorilla by kicking it or punching it than you are to kill a crocodile so. by kicking Cro- it or punching it. Because crocodiles, you can get on their back and they can't get you. Gorilla, get on their back, they'll just, like, grab you and throw you forward again. I'm going to make a hot take here. I don't think you could beat a gorilla if you had a knife on you. Yeah, you could. Are you kidding me? You give me a knife, I'll kill anything. Okay, we're going to end the gorilla on that segment. Chris Gumina says, if you give me a knife, I will kill anything. All right. Next we'll, animal, we'll, okay. Not I will kill anything. I would be able to kill you any would have animal the... with a knife. Okay, let's let's keep that in mind as we go on to the last few animals here. How many are left? Uh, we have three left. Three left. All right. What's the third to last one? Elephant. Elephant. Now the problem here is, I really don't. There's no possible way you could kill an elephant. Like, if could the elephant kill you? I feel like certain people would be able to dodge the elephant's charges and stuff. But once again, how big is this ring? If you're in a ring with an elephant, like the elephant takes up most of the, the octagon, right? And there's just no way you could kill an elephant with your hands or feet, right? What are you looking up? I do agree with you. I think it would be hard to kill an elephant. I did just look up how long elephants can go without water. And it is four days, which is longer than a human. So I thought maybe if it was just an endurance thing, Chris, that's the most. You could win. I'm sorry, that's the most. Unfortunately, that is by far the most. That water. is by far the most ridiculous thing you have said 
the whole podcast. Like, by I far. I just see this being an end up, ending up as a stalemate because I, I think that I could dodge. No, you couldn't. The elephant takes up the whole damn ring. It's just going to, if it steps on you once, you're dead. You realize that, right? Just one step, it's all it I'll takes. Get it back. I'll get on its back. It's in a smash. It won't smash with its. Be- what's it called? The what's its thing called? The trunk. The, that thing. I don't think the trunk can reach all the way around to the back. No, you can't get on top of an elephant either. I'm athletic. So if you yeah. get behind the elephant, it's gonna kick you with its back legs. If you're in front of it, it's gonna whip you with its trunk. Like I, the trunk is not a weapon. The trunk isn't a weapon. Like I don't think that the trunk hitting you would hurt. It's pretty. Fun. What? A massive trunk swinging at like 50 miles an hour. It's like a bat hitting you in the head. I think mean, that is aggressively overestimating both how fast the trunk swings and how hard it hits. Okay, I listen to this. There's no way anyone's beating an elephant. Come on. It can be stabby with its tusks. There's what? I, I agree. I just I, I think that uh I think it would not kill me, but I think I don't think I could kill it, so I think it would come down to an endurance thing, and I think that it would it would die after me because I would need I'm just going to say, obviously, like, elephants are usually pretty docile animals, but, like, this is taking into account that the elephant is being aggressive and trying to kill you. Yeah, to fight to the death. So, in that, like, in the case scenario where you encounter it in the wild, like, it's not going to kill you, but in this case scenario, there is no way humanly possible anybody is killing an elephant. I think I agree with that. A singular person on the planet. It would be a stalemate, but it would probably end up winning in the end. Okay, Chris, my computer's almost out of battery. you got to finish this up. Let's go. Okay. Second last animal here is a lion. A lion, Sam. Like I'm gonna hot take a lion. A lion is easier to, to beat than a, than an elephant. And I think you, you do you agree with me on that. I do agree with you. Also, I think it's important. Is it a, a male lion or a female? I, lion? Which one would you rather? Because the male lions kind of lame, right? They just sit there. The female lions do the hunting. So a male lion, like I kill that easily. Female lion is more of a fight. You'd rather fight a female lion. Yeah, the female lions are the ones who do the hunting. But the male lions are some are bigger and they're just scarier. The male lions just sit there, and the female lions actually go do the hunting. So I think that I'd be easier to beat a male lion than a female lion. Okay, but what are you just like okay. pretend it's a dog and throw him some treats and hope he just eats them and you just punch him in the face? Like, like let's be honest. Like, it's I think a lion's also easier to beat than a crocodile. I again, I don't know what you're talking about. They're all easy to beat, except for the elephant and the gorilla. I think I beat all these animals. Obviously, like, there's no need to like talk about this. We know what a lion could do to you, but the only question is, could you do something to it that would like make it? not be able to kill you like maybe a good kick to the head maybe a good punch to the head but this is another like one in very few people to be able to kill the lion fair okay the final the final finale animal, a grizzly bear sammy a grizzly bear only six percent people think to kill a grizzly bear in a fight this is the fewest of anyone so sammy give me your thoughts i'm thinking i'm trying to compare this to the other animals i think grizzly so far my rankings of hardest to beat it goes elephant Crocodile, grizzly bear, lion, king cobra. Gorilla? Oh, I don't know. Now you're, now you're changing my mind. But I'm just going to say a big bear is hard to kill, too. It's like the same thing with an elephant. Like, it has less, like, thick skin, so maybe, like, the perfect... Like, no, I just don't see how you could do it. Like, what are you going to do? Strangle it? Kick it? What's the, what's the, what's the tactic here? Uh, I think you just punch it in the back of the head. I don't see that. You can't reach the top of the head of a bear. You realize that, right? It's like 10 feet tall. The issue is that, worst case scenario, the bear just starts hibernating, and then and then it can live without water for way longer than me. Okay. So you need to kill this thing, right? It's not a stamina contest here. None but of this is a stamina contest. You get around behind it, stranglehold. Okay, what if like the battle starts and the bear's like, suddenly like, yo, I'm going to hibernate now, and it just like, goes and sleeps, and then when it's sleeping, you can like kick it in the head and kill it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You wait until winter, 
if you have to fight the bear, you don't do it in the summer. You wait until winter to fight it. You wait for it to go to sleep, and then you kill it. I don't think you could beat a grizzly bear in a fight if you had a gun and a gun in your hand. You're out of your mind. You I give think me a you... knife. I kill this grizzly bear. No, I, I think if you have a gun and you shoot it, like you might kill it, like it might die, but but after you shoot it, it's gonna charge at you, kill you, and then it'll die from the gunshot. Just get out of the way. To jump out of the way. Just get out of the way. The grizzly bear and the shoot octagon. it in the head, and it's this is all moot. By the way, Chris is standing by the fact that he could kill anything with a knife. So he thinks he could kill an elephant with a knife. He thinks yeah. he could kill a grizzly bear with a knife. Yeah. A lion and a crocodile with a knife. We're just gonna throw yeah. that out there. Yes. Okay. So in summary. We went over a variety of animals. We went rat, house cat, goose, medium-sized dog, eagle, chimpanzee, king cobra, wolf, crocodile, gorilla, elephant, lion, grizzly bear. I think the only animals that I would lose to are an elephant and a gorilla. I think Sammy had a few more. Are you kidding me? But overall, I think very successful segment, right, Sammy? You said the elephant... Okay, so Chris thinks he'd beat in hand-to-hand combat a grizzly bear, a lion, a crocodile. Those three, right? You think he'd beat those three in hand-to-hand combat? Yeah, and a wolf, and a king cobra, and a chimpanzee, etc. Oh. All right, perfect. On that note, we're going to end the podcast. My okay. computer is now at 1%. It is oh, freezing it's perfect up. perfect timing. Perfect, perfect timing. timing. I think this was an excellent segment. I think this is going to be a long, long podcast today because we rambled on, right? We did indeed. But I think it was a successful one. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed Best of the internet. I hope you all enjoyed football. And then this segment, if you guys are not interested in football, then you can just watch the first and the third segment and skip across. Why do you keep clapping? I don't know. I just feel like when you finish a podcast, you're supposed to clap a lot. Okay, let's not do that moving forward. All right, Chris, what's the plan for next episode? When are we doing it? Friday, episode drop. We will be doing segments yet to be named, as well as an NFL preview with some Christopher Gamina trademark gambling locks. So look forward to that if you want to make any money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in for today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We will be back on Friday, barring any big inconveniences. And we hope you enjoyed. Chris, any last words before we leave? No. Hope you all do well. Thank you. All right. See you.